0: I want to read a little bit from Richard Baxter. Richard Baxter was a Puritan, uh, lived back in the mid-1600s. Puritans were Reformed brothers, mainly in England and then eventually over here, but from about the mid-1500s to the 1700s, and God really used them uh, to, uh, they were great thinkers uh, and spiritual men and godly and Teachers and preachers, and Mr. Baxter was very prolific in his writing, self-taught, I guess you'd say, by the Holy Spirit, um, and uh, never sold anything that he wrote, just give it away, and voluminous, voluminous stuff, but I wanted to read this, I thought it was, uh, it really blessed me, hope it'll be an encouragement to you. Okay, then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Psalm fifty-one thirteen. It is not a small matter to bring an earthly mind to heaven and to show man the amiable excellencies of God till he be taken up in such love to him that can never be quenched, to break the heart for sin and make him fly for refuge to Christ and thankfully embrace him as the life of his soul to have the very drift and bent of the heart and life changed so that a man renounces that which he took for felicity and places felicity or happiness where he never did before and lives not to the same end and drives not on the same design in the world as he formerly did. In a word, he that is in Christ is a new creature. Old things are passed away. That would be from Second Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. That's great news, isn't it? What a great, and wonderful experience and promise, and in fact. And uh, I'm reminded of a story that Brother Tim Smallin shared about how he was concerned about a relative, was visiting with a relative, concerned about her salvation, and wound up asking her, what's changed? Remember, you t- telling us that. That's a great question, isn't it? What's changed? Well, for the true believer, everything, everything changes. He has a new understanding, a new will and resolution, new sorrows and desires and love and delight, new thoughts New speeches, new company, and new conversation. Sin that was before a jesting matter with him is now so odious and terrible to him that he flies from it as from death. The world that was so lovely in his eyes now appears but its vanity and vexation. God that that was before neglected is now the only happiness of his soul. Before, God was forgotten and every lust preferred before God. But now... God is set next to the heart, and all things must give place to him. And the heart is taken up in abundance. The heart is taken up in the attendance and observance of Christ, and is grieved when he hides his face and never shrinks itself well, thinks itself well without God. Christ himself, that was wont to be slightly thought of, is now his only hope and refuge and he lives upon him as on his daily bread. He cannot pray without him, nor rejoice without him, nor think, nor speak, nor live without him. Heaven itself that before was looked upon but as a tolerable reserve, but he hoped might serve his turn better than hell, when he could not stay any longer in the world, is now taken for his home, the place of his only hope and rest, where he shall see and love and praise that God that has his heart already. I apologize for reading this a little oddly. These are long sentences. They're full of commas and semicolons. Hell that before did seem but as a bugbear to frighten men from sin now appears to be a real misery that is not to be ventured on nor jested with. The works of holiness which before he was weary of and seemed to be seemed to be more ado than needs are now both his recreation and his business and the trade that he lives upon. The Bible, which was before to him but almost a common book, is now as the law of God, as a letter written to him from heaven and subscribed with the name of the eternal majesty. It is the rule of his thoughts and words and deeds. The commands are binding, the threats are dreadful, and the promises of it speak life to his soul. The godly that seemed to him but like other men are now the most excellent and happiest on earth and the wicked that were his playfellows, are now his grief and he that could laugh at their sins is readier now to weep for their sin and misery in short the converted man has a new end in his thoughts and a new way in his endeavors and therefore his heart and life are new before his carnal self was his end and his pleasure and worldly profits and credits were his way and now god And everlasting glory are his end, and Christ and the Spirit and the Word and ordinances, holiness to God and righteousness and love to men, these are his way. Before, self was the chief ruler to which the matters of God and conscience must stoop and give place, and now God in Christ by the Spirit, Word, and ministry is that chief ruler to whom both self and all the matters of self must give place. So that this is not a change in one or two or 20 points, but in the whole soul and in the very end and bent of life. A man may step out of one path into another and yet have his face the same way and be still going towards the same place. But it is another matter to turn quite back and take his journey the contrary way to a contrary place. So it is here a man may turn from drunkenness to thriftiness and forsake his good fellowship and other gross, disgraceful sins and set upon some duties of religion and yet be still going to that same end as before, intending his carnal self above all and giving it still the government of his soul. But when he is converted, this self is denied and taken down and God is set up and his face is turned the contrary way, and he that therefore was addicted to himself and lived to himself is now by sanctification devoted to God and lives unto God. That's what happens. And that needs to be our experience, is our experience as we walk in Christ and live in him. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for, thank you Lord for men in the past that have, been learned of you, Lord, and from your spirit and word and have been able to teach, help us to humble ourselves under your word, Lord, every day. Thank you, Lord, for this great transformation that takes place at, at salvation. Lord, we would pray if anyone's here today is deceived about where they really stand with you, that you would, uh, Lord, peel away any deception and open our, the eyes, Lord, to see the truth and experience true faith, Lord, and conversion. Lord, we thank you, Father, that you are in the saving business, Lord. You are the, the Savior, and Lord, we just praise you and thank you that you are at work. You are in control, Lord, and we just want to rejoice in your love today. Just be with uh, Brother Dusty as he comes, and with, the, with the singing, Lord, with the preaching and teaching and fellowship afterwards, Lord. May all that's done today glorify and honor you, in Jesus' name.